Hi everyone, welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Saturday, April 24th is Indie Bookstore Day. We're running poems in the paper and the Museum of Man is back with a new name. Pacific Magazine editor Nina Guerin has the details, but first the news. A parking valet was killed Thursday night in what appeared to be an unprovoked shooting in the gas lamp quarter. The gunman then walked a short distance away and opened fire again, injuring four people, according to the police. San Diego Police Chief David Nislight said during a news conference Friday afternoon that bystanders chased down the gunman who continued to fight when police arrived, prompting an officer to shoot him with a stun gun. The valet, a 28-year-old man, died at the scene, and medics took three other people to hospitals, according to fire officials. A fourth victim was treated and released at the scene. The suspected shooter is identified as Travis Sereshta, a 32-year-old who lives downtown. Nislight says he was arrested on suspicion of murder and attempted murder. All students, faculty, and staff of the University of California and California State University systems will be required to get vaccinated against COVID-19 by the start of fall classes. It's one of the biggest steps statewide to help bring the pandemic under control. The two systems collectively serve more than 764,000 students, including about 90,000 at three campuses in San Diego County. They announced the plan on Thursday as vaccination programs continue to expand throughout California. The cool, damp weather that San Diego County experienced Friday will last through the weekend to be followed on Monday by significant rainfall west of the mountains and a bit of snow on the region's highest peaks. The daytime high in San Diego will top out at 67 degrees on Saturday and Sunday and 62 degrees on Monday. The seasonal high is 66. April 24th is Indie Bookstore Day. It's a tribute to mom and pop purveyors of the written word, and San Diego is fortunate to be home to more than a few. Pacific Magazine was kind enough to map them out for us. Nina Guerin is the editor of Pacific Magazine. Okay, so tomorrow is Indie Bookstore Day. Um, Nina, will you give us a lay of the land? Like, how many bookstores do we have in the San Diego region, and, and what are some of their specialties? So we have a little more than a dozen independent bookstores, and that isn't counting, like, the used, only used bookstores, because then there'd be many, many more. Um, and I think just the general specialty of an indie bookstore is that the owners and the staff are always just super knowledgeable and really friendly. Um, like yesterday, there was an event done by the library shop where they set people up on a blind date with a book. And it was, you had that. to, yeah, you had to ask questions. You had to ask the three different booksellers a question about why should I pick you? And I'm going to say that all of their picks were just obscure enough and interesting enough. I hadn't heard of any one of them and I, I'm a reader. So I feel like just having that kind of person help you at a bookstore is, is great. Um, and then like there are other shops in San Diego that are very specific, like Mysterious Galaxy, which isn't actually open to the public right now, but they are open for online orders. And they're like the sci-fi mystery. Um, and then we have Sandcastle Books in Del Mar, and they specialize in kids' books. 
And then I haven't been, but there's one in Carlsbad called Look Books, and that is known to have rare, like rare books. Um, but it it says that it's a venue for underground artists and activists. Mm. So that's an interesting one to check out too. Very cool. I, I love that blind date concept. That's like so creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was they they had it like it was the dating game, and readers would say, "What you know? Where are you going to take me?" It was it was really kind of fun. That's really um, cool. Um, okay, so tomorrow for Indie Book Day, uh, Bookstore Day, what, like, do they have deals going on? Are there events going on? What's happening? So there's, like, the National Independent Bookstore Day, and that means that there are readings happening on online, of course, which you can find on the website that we will mention at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then locally, there's uh, the San Diego Book Crawl. And that is, usually it happens in person, but this year it's online. And then if, you know, at certain stores, if you spend a certain amount of money, you will get, like, there's a special candle, there's tote bags, um, like Mysterious Galaxy has limited edition prints. Um, And then what everyone's excited about is an enamel pin that is exclusive to San Diego. Um, I also wanted to ask you about poetry and how you kind of became an accidental poetry editor. How did that start? So I'll go a little further back. I actually studied creative writing and specifically poetry. And before I got the job at the Union Tribune years and years ago, um, as a, you know, I actually had this crisis because I thought I was a poet. I was doing readings I was like in that whole world and I was like if I take a day job like (laughs) am I still (laughs) like it was like a thing I really thought about but um you know poets don't really make (laughs) make a good living um so I you know I I became a journalist and and it's actually the same kind of skill because you have to learn to be very concise with your words so I'm going to say it was actually pretty good training so fast forward um, into the pandemic we lost a lot of our art sections we lost um, Pacific Magazine and print we lost the night and day section in print and so we were thinking of ways to put together a new section, which is the Sunday art section. And one of that, one of those things was to include voices from people about what they were experiencing during this time. So we put in a request for poetry and the poems started coming in. At first, it was kind of a trickle. Um, I reached out to people I knew at first and it was just how they were feeling and dealing with what was going on, the, the feeling lonely, scared. And then it, um, people started finding them. They're only in print. It's just a special thing for readers who, who get the print section. Um, and now I'm inundated with poems. And I'm going to say that since uh, Amanda Gorman was on television, I've received so many more poems. Um, and now... I I kind of have the best of both worlds. I'm finally like a poetry editor. Yes, it came <laughs> full I, circle. Yeah. And um and we get to publish local writers, some who aren't actually 
writers by profession, you know, it's and it's really special. And I feel like I have a new relationship with the readers of the Union Tribune because we are no, getting to know each other on an intimate level. Um, so, yeah, so that is how I got involved with <laughs> poems at the Union Tribune. And anyone listening can submit poetry to me, um, Nina, at PacificSanDiego.com. And, um, yeah, usually what I'm looking for is something short or that explains how you've been feeling over this last year. But they can also be, like, love poems. We've had uh, poems about parenthood. Basically anything at this point. Well, I want to apologize for, uh, you know, saying you accidentally became a poetry (laughs) editor because it seems like it was actually a long time coming and this is something you've prepared your life for and now you've arrived, which is so exciting. Um, Do you you still write poetry? Have you published any of your poetry in the paper? Um, Not in the paper, no. Um, I have a couple poems published, like one in like a literary magazine in Michigan. Um, and then one, uh, by my old professor at Southwestern college, he wrote a book called poetry in the palm of your hand. And it's actually a, a how to do poetry. His name was Steve Cowett and he died, um, a couple years ago, but any local poet in San Diego adored him. So he actually, when I was in his class, took one of my haikus and and put it in his book. <laughs> so that is it's so in there. cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Do you remember that? Do you have it memorized? Could you share it with us? Yes. Would um, you? <laughs> so technically, it's an American sentence, which is a haiku, but it's just, it's not in the three lines. It's one line. Mm. Um, so my American sentence is, pulling tissues from a box, the baby builds an igloo on her head. <laughs> I love it. It was it was about my cousin, my baby cousin putting a bunch of Kleenex on her head and so I t- <laughs> So no, there you go. I love it. It's like it's it's playful, it's very visual and I feel like there's more there, right? Than like it initially meets the eye, so I'm going to continue to think about that one. But thank you so much for sharing. Sure. Um and and just finally here um I know the Museum of Man reopened this week as the Museum of Us. Um, This was in your Arts in the Time of COVID show, which I also recommend people check out. Um, Thank you. But what should we we know about the museum reopening? Um, Yes. So so every week I kind of recap art stories. So I didn't actually write the stories. I just kind of put a spotlight on them. So Pam Cragen wrote that story for the San Diego Union Tribune, and there's a lot of details there. But what I can say is that it was, for years, that museum was known as the Museum of Man since 1915. And just this week, it opened as the Museum of Us. And along with the name change, they're also changing the way they kind of look at what they have there. Like they're auditing items that's already in their collection and they're kind of looking at how those were collected and how they're presented. Um, And then they're also trying to be a lot more inclusive. Uh, So they are doing this thing where if you buy your ticket, which is $19.99, you can return for unlimited visits for the whole year. And it's just kind of how they want to make the museum something that is open to everybody 
they made a point of saying that, you know, when you're a member of a museum, you get all these exclusive parties and it's like, you're kind of like othered, like, oh, we're the members and we are special, but they want to avoid that and just make it a museum for us, (laughs) for everybody. Um, So we were chatting about this a little bit uh, yesterday and you told me you used to visit a lot as a child because your school was nearby and they used to do something that we are now imploring the museum to bring back. This is our personal mission, just me and you. (laughs) What was it? I also, um, I'm going to preface this. I, maybe it's a fever dream because when I talk about it, (laughs) nobody else remembers, but I swear. (laughs) Um, I went to elementary school just down the street, third and Laurel. And so it was a very small school and for PE, we would go to the park and often we would go, I don't know how, we would just go to the Museum of Man and walk around and do tours. And there is a lady who made fresh tortillas and we would go and she would give us a tortilla wrapped in little white paper and there would be butter on it. And it was amazing. It sounds so good. (laughs) Yes. But wait, so you think she was an employee of the museum? I think she was an employee of the museum, or maybe she was brought in. There were, you know, certain days where students could come or certain free Tuesdays or something. I wonder if she was probably brought in (laughs) specifically for those days. Or if she was even real. But that's... I know. (laughs) If she even real. If somebody remembers... This is for longtime San Diegans. Like, I'm going to say this was in the (laughs) mid-80s. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like bringing it full circle, you should write a poem about this woman and that experience (gasps) and like not knowing if it was real or not, which I love those memories. I have some too as a kid where I'm like, did that happen? It seemed really cool, but I'm not really sure that happened. So for sure. Thank you. (laughs) That's going to be my my next one. (laughs) Okay. Well, when we check back in next week, um, I'm sure you'll have the poem ready. But thank you so much, Nina, for um, all this great information and for joining us. Thank you so much. You can find that indie bookstore map online at pacificsandiego.com. And just a reminder that the fifth annual San Diego Festival of Books is kicking off online. The main event is going to be Saturday, August 21st. But in the meantime, a virtual event series brings you conversations with authors such as Paola Ramos, Vit Tan Nguyen, and Ziggy Marley. You can find the schedule online at sandiegouniontribune.com slash SD Festival of Books 2021. And by the way, I'm happy to report that The Tortilla Maker was not a fever dream. Our amazing research director, Mary Monteagudo, looked this up for us, and she found in the UT archives that Tortilla Maker Diana Montoya retired from the museum in 2007 after 40 years of service. Uh, Diana Montoya even had a day named after her in San Diego that year. So thank you, Diana, for your service. Thank you, Mary, for your help. And thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.